B-Cinema Talks with your hosts Tina Desiree Berg and Jason LaCory. Hey B-Cinema TV Universe, this is Tina Desiree Berg and I just returned from Comic-Con and I wanted to share some of the highlights with you. First off, we have Aquaman. My father was a lighthouse keeper. My mother was a queen, but life has a way of bringing people together. He could unite our worlds one day. Check it out, Arthur is talking to the fish. They made me what I am. I've been looking for you. Your half-brother, King Orm, is about to declare war upon the surface world. The only way to stop this war is for you to take your rightful place as king. Trust me, I am no king. You do your best thinking when you're not thinking at all. That was the worst pep talk ever. I want to strap in. Welcome home. My brother has come from the surface to challenge me for the throne. We call it an ass whooping. I have no choice. I came to save my home and the people that I love. You think you're unworthy to lead because you're of two different worlds. That is exactly why you are worthy. That was awesome. A war is coming to the surface. And I'm bringing the wrath of the seven seas with me. Redheads, you gotta love them. Guys, Aquaman himself, Jason Momoa. 
decided to do this panel so I could hug Aquaman at the end of it. That's pretty much it. Like, Aquaman gig very serious, so you're killing it, by the way. It's amazing. And so serious, in fact, that I think that I saw you just dive off a cliff to announce the trailer. Did that, did that happen? Yeah, it was a silly idea. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to Hawaii, why don't we try to release something to the fans and I'll be with my family. And uh, I used to jump off that cliff when I was a kid, so I was like, swim down to the turtles and show everyone that. that you were born to be Aquaman? Yeah. <laughs> um, how are you, I mean, you, we, we've already seen Aquaman. Uh, Justice League, but like now, this is your movie. How how pumped are you that we're finally here and this is happening? It's um, I, it's the giggle effect. <laughs> I'm I'm just uh, it's you know been five six years in the making. You know, oh my god! Now it's finally here in the home stage. And yeah. My babies are they got to see it. They got to see the trailer that you're gonna see, and it's just I'm, I'm, yeah, it's awesome. My heart's big and open, and I'm so proud of it. And my cast is amazing, and the director. It's just it's it's a beautiful origin story that I'm. I love it. Yeah. Really, really, really happy. I feel like this is. It's kind of like when I'm. Oh, sorry. No, you. It's kind of like when I'm quiet. Mm-hmm. I'm really happy. <laughs> I don't know. I'm like, ah! But I'm like, I'm so proud of it. And I'm, I love it. I love it It's not just about the fandom, it's about bringing the work that we do to you guys. We get as pumped about it as you, and obviously Jason's super pumped about it. And I'm super pumped to bring out the rest of Team Aquaman. Everybody, please welcome to the stage, Amber Heard! Nicole has dope hair, per your usual. It's so good to see you. I did a movie with James years and years ago, and I'm super excited to be up here with you now. So happy. Um, how stoked are you to be back in Hall H? Uh, now they're able to finally show us some big juicy chunks from this movie. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm super anxious, but really excited at the same time. Yeah. So uh, I, I know the fans have been you know, chomping at the bits for a while now, and I, uh, uh, you know, I just want to say I'm very grateful for your patience, but, you know, you're finally going to get to see something. Cool. What can you tell us, uh, you know, we're going to see some stuff from the film today, but what can you tell us about the experience of, of concepting this world and, and, and your vision for, for the Aquaman film? Yeah, um, well, you know, one of the biggest things I wanted to do was kind of create a superhero film that we've never kind of quite seen before, and, uh, and so kind of going into it, um, you know, I, I, I feel like there's a lot of superhero stuff out there, and so I want, to, I want our film to be a little bit different, a little bit, you know, a bit more unique, so to speak, right? And, uh, and so my movie, in some ways, play more like a, like a science fiction fantasy film than your traditional superhero movie. Uh, and I guess when you see the trailer, you uh, you you get that idea. Awesome. Um, with every to everybody to the cast, we'll start um, start with Jason. Uh, without spoiling anything, what can you tell us about making this film? Because this is a film that's primarily set underwater, 
and I know a lot of that probably you guys did screen screen, but there was some water work. I mean, what were, what were some of the specific challenges of working on a movie that's set in an underwater world? Who wants to start? Oh, that one looks to me. Uh, I, I've said it before, I've got this rash right here from James. <laughs> I think we all kind of share the same story. Wait, I feel like you need to elaborate. Basically, because... Literal fallout is more information. Literal fallout is... We're, we're, uh, we're in a harnesses a lot, so it's, you know... That's right. Not, we don't do too much Nothing with the else. water. <laughs> Yaya spent a, you know, we drown Yaya. <laughs> you drown Yaya? You oh, actually yeah. drown Yaya? Actually, one of the challenges that I thought... I was gonna face was having to uh, having to swim. Actually, wait a minute. So you you weren't a swimmer before the movie? Uh, well, look. So <laughs> I can explain. I can explain. So I get the audition. You know, I sit in the tape, and then I'm uh, I get the call from my agent. She says, "Hey, you know, they want to see you for the movie." So I'm on my way down to Los Angeles, and I tell my agent, "I said, hey, um, this is great and everything." I can't swim. <laughs> I just did Baywatch and I'm doing all these water movies. I'm like, hey, uh, I don't want to be that that dude. Right? I'm like, I, I can't swim. Well, uh, so, we, we said it's a swimming training school. Right, right. Really? So I, I actually secretly learned and taught myself how to swim during the mornings and during the evenings. The first thing I did when I landed was I bought a pair of goggles, a kickboard, and nice. went down to the hotel pool and I'm like, I got to get ready. Got to get ready. Got to get ready. months of footage of me getting incrementally better and better and better. Right. And they just CG, they just made you by CG, like made you a better server. Like, made your flutter kicks more beautiful. I was fine by the end. I was, I was fine. And no, and I didn't swim. And I didn't ever have to swim. Swim in the movie? Swim, you know. <laughs> but now. I feel like every actor has said, like, well, yeah, I can ride a horse. <laughs> then they get the job. <laughs> Every actor has done that. Yeah. Well, I always felt lucky because I got to lie on a rock. My opening um, shot in the film is being washed up on this um, rock. Um, and I got to lie there with massive waves crashing over me. And um, I'm thinking, the bigger the better. Come on, James, give it to me. That's why I'm doing this movie. That's amazing. <laughs> Big waves. And Nicole was the, the trooper because literally we were pummeling her. Massive water tank, huge water tank, and huge rainstorm just pummeling down on her. And uh, <laughs> when, when you get hit by those drops, it's been like pelted by with rocks. Yeah, so it's pretty painful. I, I love it. You were just like, bring it on. This is your first Comic Con, Nicole. This is. Yeah! Yeah! Well, thank you for coming, being so warm and welcoming, and I'm thrilled to be able to say. This is one of my firsts. I've done so many things in my career, but this is my first Comic-Con. Um, did anybody else have any water-related uh, injuries or <laughs> moments of reconsidering all your life choices up until this point? Yeah, I, 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 those. <laughs> I mean, I, um, my joke, everybody teases me about... Um, you know, my friends joke, I'm wet in all my movies, and I'm cold, and I hate being cold and wet. And so I thought for this point, how ironic, I also don't really like to swim at all. I don't really, beach is fine, the ocean, no interest. So of course I get cast in Aquaman. And, 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 you know, actually I didn't have to swim much in this. We were, you know, attached to harnesses <laughs> for most of it. But... I had to be wet. 
So I, I would come to work first thing in the morning, already cold, get on a freezing cold sound stage, and they built a box, like a little cat box. And it's just a box on the floor with a grate on it. And I would just stand there, holding my book away from the splash, and I'd be hosed down. <laughs> every morning, every morning, I would say, ritual. I would say, grown-ass woman, here at work, getting hosed down. <laughs> here I am at work. <laughs> that was one of the things where either you're uh, you're in a you're in armor, or you're half naked and tattoos, and it was a bad choice looking back to wear denim. <laughs> so those, are, you know, like, they look like leather pants. They're not. They're wet, twenty ounce denim, and it's hard to move. And James was when I got dropped in, and this one scene that you're gonna see, I get dropped down from the ceiling in the submarine, and you're like, get lower, like this cool stance. I'm like James. I'm like bottoming out right here. <laughs> this is wet denim, bro. I'm like, bam. I, I'm like, Do it cooler. I'm like. Next, we had the Titans trailer, which featured Fuck Batman. Hello? Who are you? Everything led me here. To you. You're the boy from the circus. You got no place to hide. And I'm feeling like a villain, got a hunger inside. Please, can you help me? Where's Batman? Fuck Batman. There's something evil inside of me. You're scared, I get it. But you can control it. I don't know what I've become. Sometimes, when I feel the darkness, it feels good. My mom says there's no such thing as monsters. I used to think that. I was wrong. Next, we'll pop into the Deadpool 2 Super Duper Cut Comic-Con panel to see what shenanigans are going on in there. Let's invite this panel. First up is our fearless director and one of the guys who killed a dog in John Wick. It's David Leach. It says right here that our next guest is one of the real heroes. Jesus, I think he wrote this too. It's Paul Wernick. <laughs> uh, our next guest was in a dream I had last night where he told me I was cast in Zombieland 2. It's Rhett Reese. <laughs> Our next guest will be up as soon as she's done finishing her tweet. It's Brianna Hildebrand. (laughs) 
Next is a man behind that lovable hunk of Soviet metal. It's Stefan Kapnik. <laughs> She is the luckiest person in the world because she gets to be friends with me. It's Saucy Beats. Our next guest can be described as the most selfless person in Hollywood. I'm sure he definitely maybe remembers who I am. We all want to be just friends with him. It's Ryan Reynolds. It was either that or I was going to list Ryan Gosling credits. Um, so just if that didn't work for you. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I actually did want to start with Ryan because he's the most famous person um, on the stage. Um, Ryan, I not talked to you about this before, but I just wanted to do it in front of everyone. I wanted to apologize for being really basic around you while filming Deadpool 2. Uh, what happened was... I didn't know what to expect when we did the first movie, uh, and I was blown away by our performance. And I think everyone who worked on the first movie was like, I think we're part of something really special. Then I saw the movie and I was like, oh, I guess Ryan Reynolds is one of my comedy heroes now. Um, and then going into the second one, I was so starstruck around you, and you would make a joke, and I would think of like a few responses, and they'd all not be worthy of your time, so I just wouldn't say anything. <laughs> And so when they asked me to do this panel, I was like, absolutely not. This is my personal nightmare. But then I was like, maybe this is my only chance to show you that I have a personality. So uh, just know that uh, I, I've had life experiences that I'm too scared to share in front of you. Um, on that note, uh, I think... Uh, the last time you were here, there was barely a movie. Now we've released two pretty successful movies. How are you feeling? Well, this is the most you've ever talked to me, yep. starters. Uh, and it so feels true. good, to be honest. Uh, say we Thelma and Louise this shit straight to hell together, my friend. Uh, I haven't been here since 2015, where we sat in front of you guys and showed you uh, footage from Deadpool 1, and it was still probably the definitive experience of my entire career. Um, Honestly, words are, words are too clumsy to, I think, accurately express my gratitude because Deadpool 1 was made because of the people in this room, because you guys yelled, screamed, and kicked on the internet and forced the studio to make this movie. And uh, the, it's true. That's 100% true. Uh, and the reason the second movie here is here, because I think it's just, I think we all can agree that it's just corporate greed. <laughs> uh, and just a splash of destiny. So it's really, it's really quite something to be sitting here in front of you guys. I mean, never in my wildest dreams would I be imagined sitting here for a Deadpool 1, let alone a Deadpool 2. So thank you. Uh, so Ryan, the clip we just saw is obviously different from what ended up in the movie. We shoot a ton of material for these movies. How do you decide what makes it into the final cut? 
I think, you know, it's, well, we, everything in this movie is done by committee. I mean, everybody that's sitting at this table has a say in how this movie is done, particularly Dave Leach. And, you know, we, we, you sit around and you just think, what's going to, what's going to work? What's not going to work? What do we, you know, the great thing about Deadpool is that we, we do so many alts and we do so many different versions of scenes that, that. I, it's one of the few times I can't wait for a DVD or a home entertainment package to come out because every joke is different, every moment is, there's all these, you can basically release a different film and that's fun for us. So, you know, you offer an audience the chance to see the movie that they saw in the theaters and also a totally different cut. So, but it's pretty arbitrary. I mean, you know, some of it's for time, some of it's for content, some of it's like just too fucking nuts to show and you shouldn't, you know, we'd all go to hell and get in deep trouble with our moms. Uh, so, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's pretty arbitrary, though. Uh, David, you've had a smidge of experience with uh, stunts and action. Uh, what did you want to bring different to the sequel for Deadpool? Oh, well, there was um, obviously huge expectation uh, when I came on board this movie because the first one was the phenomenon that it was. Um, but I think... It, Having the action background, I mean, the things that I wanted to play with was Deadpool's powers and have fun with that and, like, his healing factor and how, like, crazy can we go? And trying to take it to this this level of creativity, you know, we wouldn't, we tear him in half, we break his arm, we, you know, yeah. people's out. So, you know, it's fun. So who would win in a fight? John Wick, Deadpool, or Jonah Hex? Be honest. Jo- <laughs> Wow. The audience, really. Wow. (laughs) Like a hard... Well, I was going to... Any any answer is a sellout, man. All right. No, uh, Deadpool obviously has the healing factor. All right. He's always in the game. He was ripped in half. Yes, this is so... Strong answer, Leach. Strong answer. (laughs) (laughs) He's always in the game. Uh, He's a lot like Ryan. He's always in the game. So what we just saw was an alternate version of a scene that ended up in the movie, but what we're about to see is a scene that was never in the movie, um, right? And there's a lot of that in the super duper cut. Yeah, I mean, we tried to um, give you as much of the material that we left behind, and um, so the, the super duper cut has not only all jokes in most of the scenes, it has some great additional scenes that were left on the cutting room floor, and not because we didn't love them, it's just... Like Ryan was saying, when we're putting the movie together, it has an ebb and flow, and um, you end up with a cut that you, that's really working. And um, you know, but then when I watch this one, I'm like, shit, this one works really well too. <laughs> so uh, you never know. I, we're so glad that you get to see this stuff. So. Yeah. All right. That sounds like a setup to me. All right, Blind Al, let's do it. <laughs> Again, why? Why did we cut it? I don't know. Why did we cut it? It was your fault. I love that. <laughs> did you catch the planes, trains, and automobiles in there? I like yeah, me. I like me. That's <laughs> my favorite movie on, on the planet. So, little, uh, uh, All right, Brianna, Stefan, uh, we've been through this shit show before. Um, what was the experience different for you guys on the second one compared to the first one? Um, the moment I stepped into the trailer, I was like, we have a lot of money now. <laughs> Jeez. Um, no, but I mean, that aside, <laughs> which obviously was a plus, um, it was really cool to get to work with, you know, a lot of new cast and, um, and you know, a lot of new people in general actually were like yeah. on, on the crew. And um, although some of them were the same, but most of them were different. And yeah. that was cool. It was like... It, but it, it was like the same feeling, though. It's kind of strange, like um, kind of all new people, but something about like the heart of the film 
brings the same kind of energy to the set. I don't know. That may just be Ryan bringing that energy to the set. But um, yeah, it was fun. It was a good time. And what about those fantastic beasts? Hi. How are you? I'm so good. I mean, I've been upstage like two minutes into my own panel, but that's totally fine. It's no biggie. It's no biggie. Um, welcome. This is so exciting. Thank you. Thank you so much for having us, guys. I can't tell you. There is nothing quite like the feeling of walking into this room. It's sort of raved about. People think it's incredibly special, but the adrenaline is fueled, and we have a great show for you today. So Yeah, it's going to be incredible. Incredible. So we actually, to kick the show off today, we actually asked some of the biggest Wizarding World fans out there to ask a question of you, and I think we have somebody out there who's going to ask. So can we go to the mic? Yeah. Where? There? Where? Where? Over there. I can oh, see someone. Do we have a do we have yeah. a light? Perfect. Yeah. All right. Hi, Eddie. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Hello, Newt Scamander. I am. Yeah. Oh, well. Wow. Yeah. Uh, first of all, I just wanted to say thank you so much for being here. Uh, you're the perfect Newt. Your portrayal is just spot on. Thank you. From one Newt to another. Uh, my question for you is, if you had been in one of the eight Harry Potter films, as opposed to Fantastic Beasts, which character would you have liked to play? Oh, that's a brilliant question. Firstly, I love your attire. I think Colleen Atwood, our amazing costume designer, is in the house somewhere, so I'm, I'm sure she will be uh, coming to check it out and check it up to scratch, but from where I'm looking, it looks brilliant. Uh, who would be... I suppose I'd love to be Hagrid. I mean, he, he loves those creatures almost as much, if not more, than Newt does. I'd have to kind of eat a load of protein and go to the gym continuously for say. like, take some kind of genic something or other. But yeah, probably Hagrid. But that, that's who I'd choose. Just the nicest, sveltest Hagrid ever. Oh, you look amazing. Honestly, Thank amazing. Thank you so much, Eddie. Yeah, you. awesome. I'm feeling like, uh, is it just me or feeling a bit lonely? It is. It's like a big stage. It's a wee bit it's lonely on stage. Us. Yeah, it is. So I thought I might just introduce you guys to the, the rest of the band who have come oh. all the way to Hall Age to oh, see you guys. Interesting. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, the cast of Fantastic Beasts, Catherine Waters. Everybody's obviously dressed in character. Um, so now that we have the whole gang on stage here, uh, you might have brought a little bit of extra magic with you to share with the audience. You can't come to Hall H empty-handed. Uh, so we wanted to share with you guys um, the new trailer. We've been waiting to put this out in the world for a while now, and uh, this, this movie is so full of secrets, and you are the first people in the world to see the new trailer for Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald. Magic blooms only in rare souls. Still, we must sculpt in shadows. <laughs> <laughs> 
the old ways. Serve us no longer. I take it. You've heard the rumors. Grindelwald had a vision. That he would rise to dominance over the wizarding world. So you're asking me to help hunt him down? I can't move against Grindelwald. It has to be you. In your shoes, I'd probably refuse to. It's late. Good evening, Newt. Oh, come on. You underestimate your talents, Mr. Scamond. Your arrogance is a key to our victory. Muggles are not lesser. Not disposable. You're too good, Newt. You never met a monster you couldn't love. Freedance! Do you think Dumbledore will mourn for you? Are you a ghost? No, I'm alive. But I'm an alchemist and therefore immortal. Oh, Nicolas Flamel. Jacob Kowalski. Oh, oh. You don't look a day over 375. Wasn't that incredible? Uh, well, um, this is, first of all, welcome, guys. Welcome to Hall H. You guys are a part of such an incredible legacy uh, of this new series. It builds off the original beloved, incredibly beloved Harry Potter films. And, and what's it like to be a part of this world as it expands and... Um, and is incredibly dynamic and changing and you know, beyond the walls of, of, uh, of the original concept. I would, I would talk, start with you. Uh, it's just the most wonderful thing. It's something about J.K. Rowling's world. Seem, it's always, it's been universal. It's loved by people of different languages. It brings people together and, and, and above and beyond everything, it's just a hell of a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Like getting to, I don't know what you guys think, but when you get to swim in this world, it feels like one of the great creative and uh, imaginative privileges. Mm -hmm. Anybody else? I mean, joining this franchise, has it, have any of you been, were you Harry Potter fans before joining the Wizarding World? Yeah. 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 <laughs> so method. Well, we're, we're joining the legacy, you know, the cultural footprint of J.K. Rowling's work in a hundred years time it's gonna be, you know, we're gonna look back and she's the biggest. Mm -hmm. We're joining that. It's so dark and it's so rich and, it, and I mean, Hogwarts was always really exciting but I just think now like, there's so many more adult magicians, you know what I mean? So I don't have to feel so weird about going to the movies by myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, as, uh, as fans of the Wizarding World, what was the biggest geek out moment for you guys joining this world? Ezra, um, would you like to? <laughs> Start. He's our official geek. Yeah, since you're our professional nerd. Why me? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I mean, there's nothing to not geek out over. 
every single aspect of this movie is a geek out fiasco. <laughs> oh gosh, keep it together. Why did you ask me this question? Hogwarts. I mean Hogwarts. Dumbledore. Eh? Nifflers, more Nifflers. Flamel. <laughs> Give me a break. I mean, I could go on. Um, Imagine there's a schedule here. <laughs> it, what's exciting about this trailer is we're both seeing this expanded world, the world of Fantastic Beasts, and also we're going to get to go back to Hogwarts and more magic, more characters. Just like I said, this incredibly dynamic, laden world. What can you tell us about what's at stake in this movie? What is? Who wants to kind of talk about within reason without getting us sniped by Warner Brothers uh, snipers um, about what's at stake in this film and, and what's going to happen? This is up to, uh, no, nobody, everybody has sworn to secrecy. Jude? Yeah, Jude. Jude? Yeah, talk about it. Hello? There we Hi. go. Hello. Uh, there's an awful lot at stake. It's uh, very much a whose side are you on story. And um, the muggled world, the wizarding world are somewhat pitched against each other, but also the wizards within the wizarding world are suddenly asked to, uh, what side are they on and what side of the line do they choose to uh, join? So everything is at stake, really. Mm -hmm. it's, it's possibly the most, I don't know, I, I'd say the, the, the depths and the darkness in this story are possibly the darkest that this world has plumbed before. Uh, Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're going to take an audience question. So, uh, yeah, we got the hot light. Hello, tell us your name and ask your question. Hello, my name is Michelle and I'm very nervous. Don't, fr don't freak out, it's totally cool. Everything's cool. Wait, I have it over here. Hello, you guys. I love Hi. you. I cannot believe I haven't, I'm here. And my question for you is, if you could use your magic in the real world for good, what would you do? Ooh. This is to anybody who would like to jump in, Zoe. Uh, impeach Trump. <laughs> Wouldn't it be even better just to apparate him out of existence? You know what I mean? Like just jump over the impeachment process and just snap. Bye. I'll take impeachment, but we can go further. Than <laughs> Dan, Dan is really good at making up spells. What would be the impeachment spell? Uh, right. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Impetius Maximus! <laughs> Cheetos Expelliarmus! That was good, too. I like yours better. Um, cool, anybody else? Anybody else want to... Oh, shit, Impetius I mean, I've answered this question before. It ties into what Zoe said. I always said I'd destroy the patriarchy. Yes, sir. Just imagine it would suddenly be such a ball out. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, so much excellence in, in that giant pink hat. Okay, uh, next question. Thank you so much. Say your name. Ask your question. Hi, my name is Candace. Hello, everyone. Hi, Candace. Um, my question for you guys is, if you could use one word to describe this film, what would it be? Ooh, let's go all the way down the line. I think we can have everybody answer. One word. <laughs> <Ooh>. Big. <laughs> what? what? I said big. Big. Mm -hmm. I would say labyrinthine. Ooh. Oh, gosh, Hundreds of people are Googling labyrinthine. 
Um, Anyone else? You're uh, the first on the line. We <laughs> labyrinthine. <laughs> Give me a break. Where's the minotaur? <laughs> yeah, you can't just go like dope. <laughs> you gotta come up with something. Is that a rule? That's a, that's a rule now. Yeah, no, I took dope. dope. I, I took dope. And he just said, yeah, okay, anything you, I mean, if you're like, we can't top Eddie's answer. Yeah, I don't think I could top that, but just epic, you know, it's, it's everything that's great about the previous film and more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was... Any, anybody else have an SAT word? Dangerous. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. yeah? Perturbing. <laughs> Man, my SAT tutor is just turning over in her grave now. <laughs> I'm so sorry for your loss. Can I go anti-SAT and just say bananas? My wife? Is that bananas. Bananas. <laughs> the anti-SAT word. I was going right, right? Juicy. Wild. Bananas wasn't on your SATs? Well, I don't think so. I mean, <laughs> I feel like juicy is a Juicy's an SAT word? Yeah, juicy. What college did you go to? <laughs> I went to Dartmouth. I was drinking. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, well, guys, I think that I want to ask the question that everybody is thinking about, uh, which is let's just talk about Hot Dumbledore, shall we? <laughs> just super hot Dumbledore. Um, how old is Dumbledore in this movie? Uh, and how is he similar to the Dumbledore that we've all come to know and love from the Potter films? You know, you have this incredible backstory and, and you know, multiple performances of this character. He's evolved over time and in our hearts. But how, how did you ease into this and, and what did you bring to it? I mean, other than your awesome Judeness, whatever. Did you just say awesome Judeness? I did. I did say awesome Judeness. That's great. I mean, you know, I'm cool. Uh... He's uh, a very sprightly 45. <laughs> um, I love the fact that he's called Young Dumbledore because I'm 45 and I'm not feeling very young anymore. So I'm like, I'm clinging on to the, that, that term and I'm insisting every I'm 41 and you look younger oh, than I am. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, Jude, you've discovered some uses for dragon's blood as well, you know. <laughs> But you've got to remember that the Dumbledore we all know and love from the, from the Potter films is, is nearly 100 years older. So there's a long way to go. And uh, obviously, over those years, he develops a penchant for caftans. And, you know, he loses his razor along the way. And, um, <laughs> and I, I'm, I'm happy that all of that is yet to come. But it was, it was important. David Yates, our wonderful director, really let me free on, on, on establishing him in his own right. Uh, there's still very many, I hope, familiar character traits. He's still uh, mischievous and uh, uh, he, he has a particular way of influencing people, Newton in particular, on how to do things, slightly manipulative. Um, and he's got secrets, which I think is one of the things all the characters, all the characters that J.K. Rowling creates have. You know, there are, there are, there are chasms to him and uh, all of those will be explained over time. Well, that was a delicious answer. Um, so, Harry Potter had, he shall not be named, Voldemort, um, and Fantastic Beasts has Grindelwald. So, I want to just talk really quickly about the crimes of Grindelwald. Like, what kind... Wait. What? My brothers... My sisters, my friends. 
The great gift of your applause is not for me, but for yourselves. Therefore, applaud yourselves. It has been said that I hate the non-magique, the muggles, the nomads, the can't spells. I do not hate them. I do not. I say, the muggles are not lesser, but other. Not worthless, but of other value. Magic blooms only in rare souls. It is granted to those who live for higher things. Oh, and what a world we would make for all of humanity. All of humanity. We who live for freedom, for truth. The moment has come to rise up and take our rightful place in the world. Bravo, Johnny Depp. Next up, we have Kevin Smith, who received the Ink Pot Award. All of you will agree, has contributed to our pop culture fandom, has contributed to the things that we love. One of the things I love about what Kevin Smith does is, is he's funny. But, but he's funny in a way that doesn't make us feel like we're dorks or we don't deserve to, to have fun. He laughs with us. And I know that sounds contrite, but he really does. He laughs with us, he doesn't make fun of us. And he points out those, uh, you know, those funny moments that fandom has, because we all know we can be a little odd at times. And it's okay to point that out, but do it in a way that is honest and, and heartfelt. And that's what he does, always. And the excitement that he has for comics and film and television. I mean, just think of the moments where he got interviewed for getting to direct an episode of The Flash. You know what I mean? Like, he's just so excited. And, you know, one of the things they always say is never, never meet your heroes. Kevin Smith is one of those heroes that you will be honored and always want to meet. So, Kevin, on behalf of Comic Con International, seriously means a lot. I literally almost cried. I, I don't win awards anymore. Um, uh, so this is a huge thing for me, man. It's going right in a place of honor because this is the beginning of my annual calendar year. It always starts with Comic Con International. So thank you. That, that fucking meant the world to me, man. Thank you. It's all downhill from here, man. Like, 
fuck, that's awesome. Oh my God, I almost fall. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for coming out, man. Uh, and welcome to Comic-Con 2018. Uh, I, I, this, this just threw me. Oh my God, I'm so fucking touched. I, I, you have no idea how slobberingly grateful I am to receive this. Uh, had I known, I would have tried dying a lot fucking sooner. Uh, <laughs> Good Lord, uh, it is, uh, I'm, I'm pleased to be here on the Hall H stage. Uh, just earlier today, uh, Jason Momoa was up here as well, and he dropped the Aquaman trailer, which if you haven't seen, it will make you wet. I don't know what else to say. It is fucking phenomenal, man. Like, I, I couldn't believe I got to see sharks with armor and stuff like that. Um, it was religious for me. I've been watching it over and over and over again. And, and now, you know, usually people uh, come into all age and, and see a trailer for a DC movie and they're like, I can't wait. And six months later, like, fuck you. Um, <laughs> That's not gonna happen this time. I think James Wan has cr cracked the fucking code. That movie looks amazing. I can't wait to give him all my money. Um. So what was going on outside of Hall H? Well, once again, fandom held the best party. The party highlight was a DJ set by Grammy Award winner Mark Ronson. Smiling, smiling, living it up in the city. Got chucks on with Saint Laurent. Gotta kiss myself, I'm so pretty. the funnest activity was no doubt the sci-fi channel's karaoke bus
2019 San Diego.